0: Welcome to Today on Broadway for Wednesday, June 21st, 2023. On Broadway is Matt Tamanini. And I'm Arts and Culture Writer Ashley Steves. Ashley, there was no episode in the feeds yesterday, as people probably realized. Uh, we took uh, Juneteenth off, so everyone can kind of do their thing there. I don't want to use the word celebrate because celebration is not necessarily the right word commemoration of the day. I was going to put something in the, in the feeds and then time got away from me uh, because I was watching the Cincinnati Reds game and Joey Votto's triumphant return to the Hello. lineup. And by the time I realized, Oh crap, I was going to do that. It was literally like nine thirty, and I was like, well, Patreon's already <laughs> out. So distracted whatever. by Votto. So, distracted by our sweet canadian uh hero but yes uh so i apologize about that but nonetheless we are back on schedule we will have a few days without traditional today on broadway coming up for various reasons in the future some of them are personal uh, all three of us uh, Ashley, you, Grace, and yeah, Rachel have stuff coming up next Monday. <laughs> On June so 26th.
1: Will... We all are yeah. celebrating momentous occasions of varying yes. degrees.
0: Yes. they. Uh, but we will have an episode. Actually, Jennifer McHugh and I are going to uh, record a mid nice. mid year Some Like It Pop episode that'll drop on Tuesday, the 27th, and then we'll have the 4th of July. So we'll have stuff in the feeds moving forward, but there will be a little bit of a variation in terms of the regular schedule. But no matter what we put out, you will be able to hear it first over at patreon.com slash broader radio, broader slash Patreon. All right, actually let's get into the news. And we're going to, we've got a, actually a, a pretty decent amount of news that came out, uh, on yeah, Tuesday. Nice some of it really exciting. Some of it. A little disappointing. The first one is the disappointing news, and that is that the Broadway production of Life of Pi has announced that it will close on Sunday, July 23rd at the Gerald Schoenfeld Theater. That means there are just five more weeks to see this show. It did win three Tony Awards, all in the technical categories, but certainly something that a lot of people will like to see. Um, along with that, Hiran Abasakara, who won the Olivier for playing the the role of Pi, will play his final performance yeah. on July 9th. Stepping into the role of Pi for the remainder of the run will be Uma Perinjpe. Uh and I hope I'm pronouncing that right. I tried to look it up and there wasn't a whole lot of resources for me, but um Uma is a woman. So it is a gender flipped version. She has gone on a number of times in the Broadway run as a gender flipped, um, mm-hmm. uh, pie, which was built into Lolita Chakrabarti's original script. So that was uh, already accounted for. So this is something that I is very that. exciting. Nonetheless, the show will go out on tour in the fall of 2024. But actually, as we like to do, as we find out about these things, we want to look like at what that means. So at the Gerald Schoenfeld Theater. That means starting I, I don't I I don't think they're pushing them out to like get something in quickly. So I'm not expecting something to like begin performances Nothing in Nothing that we've heard. No. And I asked around and nobody seemed to know like if there was something immediately coming in, but I would imagine obviously there will be something in that house in the fall. The Schoenfeld is a one. It's in a great location. It also is a good size Prime for like real a, estate. Yeah, it's it's a good location for anything. The size is really good for like a, a star studded play, but also like a medium to smallish musical. Uh, maybe not Does too small, but it's. Come from Away? Yeah, see, come from Away. It's under uh, 1,100 seats. So it's like, you know, depending on configurations and all that stuff, 1,079 seats. So there's a lot of things that could go in there. And we have a lot of things that are waiting. Things that we know want to come in this season, uh, will be, you know, an enemy of the people. The mousetrap has said it's coming in. We know Cabaret and The Wiz are coming in, but that's not until the spring. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, there's other things that are working their way through the developmental process. Things like, um, all of the different Gatsby's that are out there. Um, awesome. also, yeah, water for elephants that is currently in Atlanta. Um, Lots of things that, you know, could happen at some point. So there's Lempica. also Lempika, <laughs> which I spoke with Oliver Roth uh, today. He, I actually told him the news that it was closing. There's also a show with a name that I will not mention that is already having auditions. So maybe this is going to come in. Ah, I, yeah. You know the one I'm not mentioning. <laughs> I'm not, not mentioning it because I don't want to spoil anything. I'm not, not mentioning it because it has a word that I don't want to say on, on is a straight white man. Yeah. Not yeah, advised. Uh, no, not advised. So lots of things. There are also some other musicals that have had out of town tryouts in previous years, especially some over in California that I know are currently working their way to potentially coming to Broadway. Mm-hmm. If there is a sag strike, just putting this out there, if there Oof. is a sag strike. <sighs> yeah. Perhaps we could get Paul Mescal's A Streetcar Named Desire. If there is not a sag strike, I imagine that he's going to be busy with his five bazillion movies he for the has rest the gladiator of his part life. two. Yeah, he's got the gladiator part two. He is rumored to have been cast as, uh, the human torch and the fantastic four for Marvel. So we'll see, but lots of interesting things happening there. That is one of, let me see, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight Broadway houses that we do not have tenants for in the fall, not including the Majestic and Palace, of course, because they're still undergoing renovations. So we will definitely have things being announced for the fall at some point. We'll just have to wait and see what they are. One show that we do know is coming to Broadway and fairly soon uh, is The Shark is Broken. It'll begin performances at the John Golden Theatre on July 25th, and now we know the complete cast. This is a three-person show, so remember it was an Olivier nominated show over in London. Ian Shaw, who is one of the co-writers, is making the transfer to the main stem. He, of course, is one of the writers, one of the stars, and he actually plays his father Robert Shaw, who played Quint in the film Jaws. This is the, the, the play that is looking at the Behind the scenes making of that film, joining Shaw in on Broadway are two pretty heavy hitters for for Broadway: uh, two-time Tony nominee Alex Brightman and stage and screen star Colin Donnell. Brightman will play Richard Dreyfus, which is kind of fun, and Colin well. Donnell will play Roy Scheider. Um, Dreyfus played Matt Hooper in Jaws and, uh, Scheider played Chief Martin Brody. So should be interesting to see what this is all about. This show started at the Edinburgh Fringe Festival in 2019 and opened in the West End in 2021. Again, this is nothing to do with the musical Bruce, which had its world premiere in Seattle in 2022, which is also about the behind the scenes machinations of creating the film of Jaws. So, but this is great. Look, if you're going to do this show. Yeah. I mean, it really is fantastic.
1: It seems like a great show on paper. I'm really interested in seeing what it's going to look like because um, I haven't really heard that much from when it was in Edinburgh and London. And yeah. I, I think it originally, I don't think it originally started in Edinburgh. If I'm right, I think it was somewhere else in England first for a few days, and then it moved to Fringe. Um, so it's play, on its fourth. There we go. Yeah, <laughs> always. Yeah, it's on this like fourth or fifth production at this point. Um, I think anytime Alex Brightman on stage is on stage, it's a good day. Um, I think he's just so much fun to watch. So I'm sure he's going to bring a lot to this production that maybe I wasn't necessarily as excited about it before, but I will always see Alex Brightman.
0: Yeah, I spoke with Grace earlier in the week on Monday's episode about the little video that they put out from the show, kind of talking with Ian Shaw about what it's about. And he talks a lot about his father's alcoholism and kind of going through what he called a drinking diary Mm. from his father. Mm -hmm. So it it opened it up a little bit more to me. And I'm interested in that. I also think it's kind of interesting. I believe this will be the first um, play production on Broadway for both... Brightman and Donald. They've both only done musicals to this point. So it's interesting that they are getting two musical theater stalwarts in to do this play. So uh, I'm excited about that. But speaking of shows at the Golden Theater... We also learned yesterday, thanks to an exclusive Hollywood Reporter report, that Prima Facie, the current show at the Golden Theater, has recouped its investment of $4.1 million. It also broke a house record by grossing, um, 1.1 million, 1,107,829 last week, which eclipsed the previous, um, record, which had been, um, Lori Metcalf's uh, uh and glenda jackson's three tall women from 2018 mm-hmm. so um congratulations to them certainly worthy Excellent love news. that show and mm-hmm. uh, very happy that this uh is is proving to not only be an artistic but a financial success for the production absolutely All right, going over to the Al Hirschfeld Theater. It was announced yesterday that the current Satine on the national tour of Moulin Rouge, Courtney Reed, will be taking over the role on Broadway beginning on Tuesday, August 1st. There will be some other cast changes happening there because we know that uh, Jojo Levesque and Derek Klena will play their final performances on July 30th. But obviously someone will have to come in and play Christian along with Courtney. I would not be surprised if it is somebody who... Either had been on the tour with Courtney, uh, in the past or had been a part of the company, um, joins. So we will have to wait and see about that. I'm, I'm interested in Courtney Reed as Satine. Courtney's always been one of those people who I have mm-hmm. found incredibly talented.
1: Absolutely. But not,
0: but not somebody who ever, um, did much for me. Like it's like, Oh, I can recognize the talent, but it doesn't do anything for me. But then. I saw um a Cambodian rock band, and I was like, oh, oh now there's something absolutely. going on. And yeah. so I don't know if it was the roles that I had seen her in before that there just I wasn't much so. working with.
1: I think that she's also an incredible talent, and I would agree with that. I think she's been in the wrong roles for a lot of her career, Um, and it's starting to happen now. Um I, you yeah. know, we've talked about Moulin Rouge in the past, and I don't necessarily think any of us love it, but I think we yeah. all appreciate it. And I certainly appreciate that role. I appreciate everything that has to line up for that role to work as well as it does, both on stage and in the movie. Um, I think, you know, she's obviously, she obviously knows it, so she's obviously well cast for it at this point. Um, But I'm – as not a Moulin Rouge fan, I'm excited to see what she actually gets to do
0: next. In the meanwhile, happy to see her back on Broadway. Absolutely. Collecting those checks. Ooh, yeah. (laughs) Um, Okay. So something else that is coming to New York that is actually – I feel like – In some form, this has been kicking around for a long time. We've had a lot of star-studded productions of concerts from Manhattan concert productions over the years. They've done the concerts of uh, Justin Macy's Technicolor Dreamcoat, The Scarlet Pimpernel, Crazy For You, Secret Garden Parade, Titanic, Ragtime. These have been, like, huge, big things. Well, they announced that their next one will be a one-night-only production at Lincoln Center's David Geffen Hall of Children of Eden. And what's interesting... Tony Yazbek, who has been in a number of those concerts that they have previously done, will Mm -hmm. be the director of this. So what they do is this is a concert. They have big name stars playing the major roles. And then they have like a chorus of 200 singers backing them up. Unsurprisingly, there are a lot of stars involved with this one. Uh Ali Cravalho will be in it, Nikki Renee Daniels, Jordan Fisher, Norm Lewis, and Paul Alexander Nolan will all be in the uh in the show, amongst many others. This, of course, is a musical with a musical lyrics by Stephen Schwartz and a book by John Caird. They've done concerts of this across the country. There was one in Chicago, which I believe Norm Lewis also did. So I think yeah, there's so. people are trying to get this to like be a thing in New York to like be a production. I don't know that this is ever going to be a commercially viable show, but no. it's an interesting cast for a show that we don't get to see that much. And hearing, uh, lost, it was it, uh, lost in the, lost in the wilderness, which is just one of the absolute mm-hmm. great songs. Beautiful. To hear that is, is fantastic.
1: That's all I ever really want is for shows that may or may not be viable if you put them in a full production to have some kind of staging, whether it's a concert staging with like everybody on book or a very small production or what. So I'm glad that this is happening in even the smallest fashion, but what a great cast for it. I
0: will say, Jordan Fisher mm-hmm. is playing is playing Kane, yeah. who- We'll see if he can, if he can sing, uh, if he can sing that. So after um, just
1: leaving another show where he was criticized for not being able to sing it as well as everybody wanted him to.
0: Yeah. We'll see. Um, moving on. So let's go into the world of movie musicals. Yesterday it was announced that Universal Pictures is moving up the second movie of the wicked set and it will now bow in, um, Uh, Around Thanksgiving, on November 26th of 2025. It had originally been set to come out on Christmas of 2025. This is following the fact that we previously knew that Wicked Part 1 moved up to Thanksgiving. That was because they wanted to avoid releasing at the same time as Avatar Part 3. But then Avatar Part 3 moved with all of Disney's shifting. I think that there could still very well be movement of all of these films because of not only the writer's strike, but a potential SAG strike like we mentioned earlier. Mm -hmm. So don't get too locked into any movie's release date. Don't get comfortable. No, uh, especially if a SAG strike, because from what I understand, Wicked is winding down filming, but the strike was supposed to come up on July first, so and they won't be done by then. So they might have no. to stop and like come back. Um, but I've heard from some pretty well placed sources that the they are going the the filming is going so much better than anybody anticipated. And like they're talking about Oh not that's only, lovely uh, to hear. Yeah, not only is this potentially like really, really good, but perhaps really, really good with like a lot of awards consideration. So that might just be people that's who are too surprising.
1: close to it. But ah! Yeah, but a production on that scale with especially the creative team that it has, you would think unless they are absolutely burning money that they're aiming for some kind of awards consideration, like you don't have that yeah. budget, um unless you're like a superhero movie, but even then you're still going for sound and effects. I'm sure with this cast with this budget with this team. They're obviously trying to make it as best as they can, but also for the sake of accolades.
0: Yeah, I I will read this quote from somebody um, that I will not identify, and hopefully they're not listening so they can get mad at me. But they they said to me, or they texted me, uh, somebody who is able to see the dailies of the filming said, quote, I watch Ariana and think, quote, nobody else could have done this as well as her. That's how good she is. Love that. Good. But Would certainly change the perception of a lot of people th- of what they have about Ariana Grande in terms of like her acting sure. ability. So yeah, we will see. Yeah. Um, all right. Moving over, actually sticking in London because they're filming Wicked in London, but going from the screen to the stage yesterday, the old Vic announced that Emmy Award winner Christopher Eccleston will take over the role of Scrooge in Matthew Warchus's production of A Christmas Carol this year, running from November 11th through uh, January 6th. He, of course, if you watch the leftovers, he was uh, on the leftovers, but for many of us,
1: mm-hmm.
0: he is he is Doctor Number Nine. He is, is doctor, who nine, right. who, doctor Who Number Nine. Damn right, my Doctor. He is your Doctor. He kicked off the rebooted Doctor Who series uh, that is actually going to be celebrating its 60th anniversary this year. So, yeah, uh, love love to see the Doctor back on stage. Mm-hmm. Okay, we're going to stick in in Europe with this one here, Ashley, and this one is interesting to me. Apparently Disney's Hercules will begin a production in Hamburg in March of 2024, mm-hmm. direct, directed by Casey Nicola. Yeah. So, so not that, not that having shows, Disney shows in Germany is unusual. We have heard a lot about like Aida doing shows, I think in Germany, but also in other places, uh, across Europe with there not being any kind of, Connected Broadway run with it. But the fact that Casey Nicola is directing it is very interesting. Seems pretty to me. big. Yeah. We know that, um, Lyra de Bessonet had previously been involved with this show, both, uh, in the park and at Paper Mill didn't go very well at Paper Mill. So it almost feels like they're saying, Hey, Casey, you did really well with us in Aladdin. I, we're going to go put you in like the <laughs> first Tony corner. Tony winner, again, we're going to go put you in this corner where it's highly unlikely that any, like, theatrical press or anything is going to come and watch you do this show. Let's test some stuff out. Yeah, because I'd always assumed that Hercules was aiming to replace Aladdin on Broadway. Um, But after Paper Mill, Mm -hmm. that apparently ain't going to happen. So... I feel like they want to get it worked out. Um, The initial thought was to do what they had originally thought to do with Newsies and just be like, hey, here's the thing. We're going to license it. But I think the response after the Shakespeare in the Park where people wanted it so badly might have made them it. reconsider. Yeah. Yeah. And then – everyone hated it at paper mill so i feel like the fact that they've got casey flying over to germany to direct this means that there's something coming with that
1: right they yeah i mean they clearly saw what happened in the park and then what happened with play Play, playbill paper mill uh, and knew that there was something great there in the original version the one that everyone was clamoring for and trying to get free tickets for uh self-included that didn't get to see it and then paper mill seemed like it was such a I don't want to say disaster but certainly a bust with with that with whatever yeah. changes happened there. Um Casey obviously knows what he's doing across the board but with Disney properties. So yeah, it seems like this is a good testing ground to hammer out the issues, find some meat in the middle cuz I'm I'm sure they don't want to go completely one way or the other. I'm sure they're looking at both productions and saying hammer out all the issues because we want this and we want both versions of this, but you're the person to do it now.
0: Well, and it's it's such a different look at the piece when you're going from the park where it was a public works project where you had people from arts organizations from all five boroughs of New York City involved in it to being a strictly professional Mm -hmm. stage production. They are just different things. And Lear has Different her feels. background in the, the public works thing. So it's just, um, you know, I'm sad that it didn't work out at Paper Mill, but uh, I'm excited to see what happens with this. All right, I've got a couple of recommendations. One real quick is a Vulture article that actually came out on Friday that looks into the complete transformation of the Broadway theater for Here Lies Love. Check that oh, out beautiful. by Jackson McHenry. And then I've got a video from a recent episode of of – what is it? Watch what happens live. Is that what they call it on Andy Cohen's, Bravo. Yeah. Yeah, Andy Cohen's show. Um Bowen Yang, currently Ugh. filming Wicked. Love. Um was there, I think let's talk in some let's call Turista thing, uh, but it was he was asked a question about Wicked and gave a little bit of a hint uh as to what's going on, talked about how great everything is, talked a little bit about um Doctor Dillamond. Andy said, "I hope they got rid of that goat thing." And Bowen said, "They <laughs> did, definitely did not." Mm-hmm. But they haven't cast Doctor Dillamond yet. Instead, they have currently only had like somebody playing it with a as a puppet because that's going to be CGI'd um, later on. The Bowen references the fact that it's a woman playing um doing the puppeteering for like the filming i have confirmed that dr Dillmond will still be a man in the movie but mm-hmm. they have mm-hmm. not they have not cast anybody yet so uh, i think that's pretty uh, pretty interesting but you can check that out and his excitement for it is pretty obvious all right, that's all that we have for today. Thanks for listening to Today on Broadway. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Broadway Radio. And you can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at PWW Matt. Ashley, where can people find you?
1: You can find me on Instagram at Know This Is Ashley. All
0: right, everybody, have a wonderful hump day, and we will be back to talk to you tomorrow.